Hello, this is Roxy Malfoy from hpfanfictalk.com, and I am going to be reading to you a story by Adorably Cute. This story is a Marauders era, The Office-inspired AU one-shot entitled The Week of Unknown Pranks, and it is rated M for mature audiences with no advisories. Monday, 8.52 a.m. Why do you look so happy? Dorcas Meadows, secretary extraordinaire, snaps her gum as James Potter approaches. James puts on his most innocent grin. I have no idea what you're talking about. Dorcas, or D, as the friendly secretary often went by, catches on immediately, used to the antics of the office at this point. Did you prank Snivellus today? D, Sirius Black, James's best friend and partner in crime, steps up behind him and sends his typical flirtatious grin towards the girl in front of him. As usual, she doesn't react. How dare you accuse us of such a thing? The side of James's mouth curls up in a mischievous grin. You know that the answer is yes. Dorcas peers up over the edge of her tall desk toward the cluster of desks shared by James, Sirius, and Severus Snape, nicknamed Snivellus by the two and rarely called otherwise, and widens her eyes interestedly. Oh, good work, boys. He's not in yet, so you have some time to settle your alibis. Sirius frowns. What are you talking about? We haven't done ours yet. Look at his keyboard. Dorcas throws her hand over in that general direction. And you tell me you didn't do that. James and Sirius follow her hand to see the short, yellow, tentacle-like projections that are the telltale signs of freshly spouted flitter bloom growing out of Snivellus's keyboard. We didn't do that, James says, looking around, eyes wide. Yeah, okay, Dorcas grins knowingly. That wasn't us, Sirius protests. She looks between the two of them, just as confused and amazed as the pranksters. Well, then who was it? James frowns, his search around them, yielding nothing. I don't know, Dee, but I'm going to find out. Confessional. James Potter and Sirius Black. Just go? All right. The name's James Potter. I've worked here at Dumbledore Flamel Parchment for... Merlin, five years now? He stares straight ahead and finishes with a deadpan. And every day is a gift. Excuse you. Sirius turns in his seat next to James and glares. Every moment you spend with me is a gift. James looks directly ahead. Do you see what I mean? Monday, 9.24 a.m. James is at the water cooler when the shout comes. Potter! He pulls himself away from trying to decide if the redhead on the other side of the room got a haircut in favor of smiling brightly at the dark-haired man in front of him. Snivellus, good morning! Have a good weekend! Sirius snickers at his desk, lounging back casually in his chair. Get a good lion! From both his tone and the smirk on his face, he had gotten a good lion this weekend, to use the term they'd coined way back when, whenever one of them got lucky. Usually it got a rise out of Snivellus from the tone alone, unsure why they were always asking him about sleeping late with such grins on their faces. Today, though, there was nowhere to rise. Snivellus's face was already red and blotchy, and he glared at James ferociously. Potter, he repeated, what did you do? Not too much so far, James shrugs, walking back over to their desk cluster. 
Server's running slow today, so by the time I logged on, I really only had the time to check my email. Benji's sent another chain. Did he? Sirius leans forward excitedly, clicking around with his mouse to look for the email. How are we dying this week? A child named Clarissa escaped from Azkaban and is going to track us all to our rooms at night, James grins. Potter! Snivellus roars again. What did you do to my computer? Oh, James shrugs as he sits down, reaching out for his tea. Dunno, Snivellus, that wasn't us. He blows casually on his mug. Right, Snivellus returns snidely, and our next product will be edible parchment. That's the best idea you've ever had, Snivelly, Sirius beams. Imagine, cotton candy parchment. James's eyes light up. Notes you send in class that you could actually eat if you got caught. Potter! Ugh. Sirius shakes his head. Must you be so loud, Snivellus? This is an office. People are working, James adds. Snivellus's next response is cut off by the arrival of their boss, Albus Dumbledore, the eccentric head of the company, Dumbledore Flamel Parchment. He looks at the three of them with mild interest, addressing his employee's rage with the same mild-mannered tone he would use to ask about his weekend. Severus, what seems to be the problem? Dumbledore's presence alone tempers Snivellus's glare as he answers, Potter messed with my computer again. James bites his lip hesitantly as Dumbledore appraises the situation in front of him, but it seems there's nothing to worry about. It looks to me that Mr. Potter has merely created you a lovely garden for the workplace, but if it bothers you so, Severus, then... He waves his wand to vanish the blooming plant, only for more buds to appear. Snivellus makes a noise of annoyance, but Dumbledore gets a twinkle in his eyes. Well, it seems you'll have a garden anyways, Severus. He conjures up a new keyboard, placing it alongside the blooming one on the desk. Perhaps the three of you can work out a watering schedule. Can't. Sirius holds both thumbs up. Black thumbs, he grins. Then he and James burst into laughter. Confessional. Severus Snape. Potter can say whatever he wants, Severus narrows his eyes, but some of us are more focused on doing our actual sales work so that we don't have time for such childish nonsense to make sure our egos get their fill. I think you'll find that the numbers speak for themselves. He leans back in the chair with a satisfied smirk on his face. Monday, 12.57 p.m. Okay, but did you have to antagonize him so much? Remus Lupin sighs, pulling out one of the break room chairs to sit. Mooney, Sirius gasps, how dare you ask such a question? Antagonize is my middle name. Just ask his mother, James snickers. You didn't even do it. All I'm saying was that you could have left this one alone a little. It's like he doesn't even know us, Sirius says dramatically. And we call him a brother, James agrees. Remus bites back another sigh. As the human resources representative, he often felt conflicted, torn between his two best friends and the consequences of the pranks they pulled. Well, what happened to your prank? Oh, we scrapped that, Sirius waves off his comment. You should see the look on Snivellus's face every time he looks up and sees the flitter blooms, James beams. Remember, if he kills you, I have to do the paperwork, so at least try and be nice to him today. Remus knows a lost cause when he sees one. Well, it's not like you'll have anything else to do if we croak, Sirius says bluntly. 
The extra paperwork can keep you busy, James teases. It's time I find some new friends, Remus rubs his templates. Well, I've been telling you that for years. The arrival of the blonde and redhead has all three of them looking up from their lunches. Marlene McKennon, the blonde, was the sassy director of customer service for Dumbledore Flamel, and was a longtime friend of the boys, particularly James, with whom she had grown up with because of their parents being friends. The redhead, Lily Evans, was a more recent addition to the company, though Marlene had quickly taken her under her wing. Oi! James protests, sliding his chair over to make room for the girls. Offense! Tough, Marlene shrugs, slipping into the seat next to him. So, how did you do it? We didn't, Sirius says flatly. She gives him a look. Uh-huh. Okay. And I didn't order an Elpheus Dodge bag online this morning when I should have been going through the customer complaints. Marlene, Lily gasps. What am I supposed to do this afternoon, Lily? Marley, it wasn't us, James protests. Marlene's blue eyes narrow as she stares him down. Well, who the fuck else is pranking Snivelly then? Our new hero, Sirius returns solemnly. Confessional, Marlene McKinnon and Lily Evans. Lily started here, I'd say, four months ago? Marlene looks over at her friend for confirmation. And let me tell you, it's been great finally having another woman here at the office. Marlene, Lily shakes her head. There are three other women here at the office besides us. Women that I like, Marlene clarifies. So honored, Lily says. The one woman she likes. Only person on some days. You're the head of customer service, Lily cries. What's your point, Lily? It's in your job to like people. Marlene shakes her head and scrunches up her nose. Silly Lily. Tuesday, 9.03 a.m. Unbelievable, Sirius gasps, staring in front of them at Snivellus's desk, which, along with his chair and everything he owned, was wrapped in Christmas paper. Are you doing this without me? he pouts. We live together, James says incredulously. Well, I don't know what you get up to at night, Sirius sniffs haughtily. It's six to eight whole hours apart. Whatever do you do with yourself, James says dryly, approaching the desk with care to examine the work in front of them. You think Mooney is pranking without us? He adds, feeling the hurt even as the words leave his mouth. He would never, Sirius says adamantly, mostly because his conscience wouldn't let him, but also this rap job is too perfect to be his. Which, fair point. Foiled again, James mutters. Snivellus is enraged when he enters to find his entire workspace wrapped in Christmas paper, and more so when many of his office supplies are inside boxes upon boxes that take him ages to open. It's mid-morning before he has the whole thing unwrapped, and he glowers at James and Sirius the entire time. James's admiration for the mysterious prankster grows. Confessional James Potter and Sirius Black so, we've come up with a list, Sirius says rather seriously. Except we've already eliminated everyone from it. James holds up a piece of parchment from DF's new brightly colored line with a bunch of names all scratched through with dark lines. Sirius's eyes narrow. All of our suspects either didn't have the means to do it or they're just not bright enough. No offense, Pete, James adds. We know you try, but... They shrug simultaneously, matching expressions showing off just how sorry they truly weren't. Tuesday, 2.37 p.m. 
And if we are all vigilant with our orders, Alastor Mad-Eye Moody barks during the office's weekly roundup, eyes wild as he looks all around the room at them, then we won't have any of the shit that happened last week with the Hogwarts school order. He pauses just long enough for everyone to settle in their seats so that they all jump when he shouts, CONSTANT VIGILANCE! Thank you, Mad-Eye, Albus fights back an amused smile. Has he finally lost it? Sirius mutters to James. He lost it a long time ago, James whispers back. Next, we'll hear from our office manager with an update from around the office. Albus smiles pleasantly. Miss Evans. Remind me, Peter Pettigrew from accounting leans over, exactly what's an office manager. She manages the office, you blithering idiot. Snivellus snaps, overhearing the question and adding his two cents. James and Sirius exchange a look. They'd yet to figure out what had Snivellus so sensitive regarding anything about their newest co-worker, but for some reason, the slightest bit about her set him off. Well, that was less than helpful, Snivellus, Sirius returns. I'll be placing a supply order sometime early next week, Lily announces, so if there's anything you'd like, let me know. Hey, Evans, James pokes his hand up. She looks over. I need a new chair. The wheels on mine have been broke since we had chair braces last week. You have a wand, Potter. Lily tilts her head at him, confused. Just fix it. Well, uh, I tried that, James nods confidently. Except I actually burnt one of them off while using my wand to propel the chair. So, um, I tried to fix it. And the new wheel, it's just not the same, you see. Serves you right, Snivellus says haughtily. Ah, shut it, Snivelly. Edgar Bones of accounting and second-place fame in the semi-annual chair races waves him off. You're just pissed because you came in last. It's a stupid competition and a waste of time, Snivellus sniffs. Spoken like a true sore loser, Sirius grins. Spoken like a, Snivellus begins. James cuts him off. So where have we fallen on this whole new chair thing, he asks. Uh, Lily hesitates. Chair granted, Albus nods, so long as you invite me to your next chair races. James and Sirius exchange an interested look with Edgar and Remus. Deal, James grins. Confessional, Remus Lupin. I was supposed to give a talk this week about wasting time in the workplace, Remus taps his fingers together. But I don't think that's going to be happening. Wednesday, 9.18 a.m. What did you do to my mouse? James looks up hopefully, catching Sirius's eye as Snivellus clicks his mouse a few times, frowning only harder as nothing happens. Potter! A grin spreads over Sirius's face, and James feels a matching one grow on his own. They weren't any closer to finding out who their mystery prankster was, but the two of them had dragged Remus into a long conversation about it at the pub last night that had accumulated into a discussion about how they were looking forward to coming in today to see what awaited them in the morning, only to come into the office with seemingly no pranks in sight. "'Having some trouble over there, Snivelly?' Sirius asks calmly. "'As you well know,' Snivellus snaps in return." We maintain our innocence in this and all other pranks this week, James says, watching as Snivellus's clicks become more forceful. Right, like I'm supposed to believe. Click. Sparks are flying across the room. James's jaw drops as the vase on Dorcas's desk fills with flowers. 
Another forceful click, and the water cooler is filled with a dark red wine. Click, click, click. A baby lion, Sirius gasps as the cub appears between his and James's desk. Potter, Snivellus roars through James's raucous laughter. James wipes a tear away from his eye. This is my favorite day. Confessional, James Potter and Sirius Black. Do you think Remus would be mad if I made this guy our new furry little problem? Sirius cuddles the lion cub close to his face. How could he get mad at a face like that? James coos, scratching at behind the cub's ear. Wednesday, 3.16 p.m. This one's nice. <laughs> James ignores the scoff from Snivellus across from him in favor of Sirius's grin. Sending it to you now. <gasps> Sirius gasps. Look at that lake! Shouldn't you be working, Snivellus sneers. How's that mouse going, Snivelly? James returns pleasantly. He gets a scowl in return. Ten bedrooms? Sirius muses. It's far from work, James acquiesces, but we could hook up the flu so we didn't have to apparate everywhere. What are you looking at? Marlene's head suddenly appears on his shoulder, arms looping around his neck. She's not alone. When James turns his head to look at her, he's able to see Lily just behind her, giving him the same strange look. Our new house in the country. You two own a house? Lily frowns. Why are you looking at houses? Marlene corrects, asking the more important question. So Godric can have space to run, Sirius responds like the answer should be obvious. The girls exchange a look. Who is Godric? Our new pet lion! James slides back in his chair so the girls can see the cub sleeping under his desk. Snivellus gifted him to us this morning. Potter, Snivellus snaps. Our apologies, Sirius nods solemnly before making the correction. Snivellus's prankster gifted him to us this morning when they fixed his mouse to fire off spells whenever he clicks. Lily laughs. And you're keeping him? Look how cute he is, James cries. Of course we are. At least until Remus finds out and makes them get rid of it, Marlene snickers. <gasps> Don't you say such hurtful words in front of Drizzy, Sirius gasps. What? Marlene laughs. Drizzy, we've called him Godric and nicknamed him Drizzy for short. Sirius leans over to peer under James's desk. Isn't that right? He coos. Marlene bites her lip, looking between the two of them. Lily, help me out here. Will it be better to tell Remus now, or wait it out and see how he reacts when he finds out about the lion? The second one for sure. Marlene nods. Okay, good. Confessional. Marlene McKinnon. Sirius Black comes in with a freshly repaired finger and scratches all up and down his arm within a month. Marlene points for emphasis. Or I buy drinks for this entire office. Thursday, 10-12 a.m. What? No. Snivellus shakes his head. Mr. Joan, of course, I wouldn't. It was... He stares at the phone in shock, the dial tone ringing loudly enough for James to hear it across from him. Potter! He barks. Yes? James leans forward, resting his chin in his hands. Snivellus's eyes narrow. You know what you did. James grins. Actually, he doesn't. Mystery prankster strikes again. Remind me. 
You changed Mr. Jones's shipping information to Ben Dover. James and Sirius burst into loud laughter. What a classic! James almost regrets that it wasn't him that changed it. That's a hefty accusation there. No one else has such a juvenile sense of humor to do such a thing, Snivellus sneers rudely. Well, that's just ignorant of you, Sirius says. This is right in Pete's lane, he nods towards accounting. The phone rings again, and again, and again. James and Sirius spend their day fighting back laughter as the fake names his customers complain about get better and better. Cherry Popper, Jack Meoff, Dixon Cider. By the time lunch arrives and Snivellus stalks off angrily, they're unable to hold it in any more, bending over laughing and burying their faces to hide the tears in their eyes. Which is exactly how Fabian and Gideon Pruitt, the warehouse foreman, find them when they step into the office. Oi, Fabian nudges James to catch his attention. Has something else happened? What else happened? James asks, interestedly. I asked you first. Someone changed all the names from Snively's customers' orders, James explained. Yeah, you guys, Gideon nods. No, you guys, Sirius frowns, sharing the same confused glance as James. The Pruitt twins were the top remaining suspects left on their list for who the mystery prankster could be. Except it wasn't them? No, you guys, Fabian argues. Well, apparently it's none of us, James cries, exasperated and throwing his hands up in the air. Man, Gideon sinks against James's desk. We really thought it was you. We'll tell you what, he's got some good names coming in if they haven't all called yet, Fabian adds. I'm slightly bitter that we didn't think of this, Sirius says dramatically. It's so simple, yet so ingenious, James admires. Confessional James Potter and Sirius Black Frowning, James stares straight ahead, lifting the parchment up. His eyes narrow as he dips the quill in ink, and slowly he scratches through the last two names on the list. And we're back to nothing, Sirius frowns. Absolutely zilch, James bites. Friday 8.58 a.m. Just wait. Dorcas can't even contain her glee as she doesn't bother with hello when James and Sirius enter. What's happened? Sirius demands. It's... She shakes her head, curls whipping back and forth. No, you've got to see it for yourselves. James and Sirius exchange a look and a grin, then run over to their desks excitedly. This is incredible, Sirius exclaims. James has to agree. Plastered all over every surface of Snivellus's desk are pictures of James and Sirius's faces. They move from picture to picture, laughing with each other and pointing up only to laugh even harder. It's going to drive Snivellus crazy until he gets it off. It also does absolutely nothing to prove James and Sirius's innocence. James is sure that neither of them cares. Snivellus arrives only a few minutes later with the expected reaction. Potter! Enjoying your redecorating? James asks, not looking up from the emails he's typing. They won't come off! This is news. Won't they? James asks, mildly, looking up with interest. What did you use? Wasn't? Sirius begins. Don't try to tell me it wasn't you. Snivellus brushes him off. It's your faces all over everything! Sirius shrugs. Wasn't us. If looks could kill... 
James would have been down a best friend with that last scathing glare. Snivellus returns to trying to remove the pictures, and James and Sirius exchange another grin before returning to work. Friday, 5.23 p.m. It took him at least an hour before he finally realized it was a permanent sticking charm, James laughs, taking a sip of his beer. Post-work happy hour is the best hour, especially on days like today when most of the office is able to come out. He refused to work at his desk for the rest of the day. Marlene snickers. Talk about dramatic. Right? Sirius cries. He has to stare at our faces all day anyway. That'd make anyone miserable, Marlene quips instantly. Oi, watch yourself, McKinnon. She grins. You were able to all day, Black. Just wish we knew who was doing this all week, James cuts in, stopping the two of them before they really got going, which he knows from experience is the right thing to do. No one believes it wasn't you two, Edgar says. It wasn't, Sirius protests. Mm-hmm, Edgar nods, grabbing his drink to go back to their table on the other side of the pub, followed by Marlene, who'd been eager to meet up with Dorcas since their arrival, leaving the boys alone with Lily. "'Lily, I swear it wasn't us!' James argued his innocence, holding both of his hands up in proof. Lily gives him a look. "'Well, of course it wasn't you!' A moment of silence settles over James, Sirius, and Remus. "'It was you!' James gasps. Lily merely lifts her beer to her mouth and sips before turning back toward Marlene with only a flip of her hair. "'Well, shit!' Sirius blinks. "'I'm in love with her!' James announced. Remus sighs. Yeah, that sounds about right. If you would like to read more stories by Adorably Cute, you can check out her author's page on the HPFT archives. Thank you so much for listening to the Wireless Wizarding Network here at HP Fanfic Talk.